Hello and welcome to Sports Bet's Trash Talk Podcast. Ed Wyatt invited back once again, taking the place of Wertho. And of course, with me, Corey Homicide Williams, Felix Von Hoff. Gentlemen, how are we? The podcast sounds so much classier. <laughs> you were just thinking that as well. I was like, I actually like, usually we start off with this degenerate, hey, sort of action, but now it's just classy. You've set the tone for some actually, maybe for the first time, some educated discussion. Oh my goodness. Where though we miss <laughs> Sorry. I'll try, and, I'll try and be a little less slick if I can do that. I have listened to you guys the last couple of uh, weeks, so I'm, I'm sort of in a sp- Spot where I can figure out where you're coming from. Well, you are one of the most educated men I in sports in this country, Thank I would you. believe. That is a fact. I, I would honestly say that there, there's very few more educated in sports than the thank man. Thank you. That's very nice running the show today, Ed right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of NBA to talk about. I've got my Portland Trailblazers show. Maybe the last time I'll be wearing is that, it. Is that tears but, uh, on that? It is. Yeah, is that yeah, a tear yeah. stain? Or blood, is? tears, <laughs> um, anxiety marks. Uh, but let's start with the NBL. And uh, we've talked a few weeks ago, you guys were talking about people not staying at Melbourne United. Um, Josh Boone, one of those characters, but we hear potentially he may be making a return to the NBL. Is this true? This is true. Um, I'll let Felix announce the team. Mm. When he feels the need to. <laughs> oh, I can I feel the need now. All right, let's do it. Southeast Melbourne. Josh Boone to Southeast Melbourne and what is going to become mm. a fantastic fire stoker to this rivalry. Wow. The Melbourne United are going to build because it's it's no secret that Josh Boone was not happy with the way that Melbourne United dealt with him. Yep. Didn't call him, whatever that was, although I we can maybe let Melbourne off the leash there because it looks like Sean Long announced that he was leaving that he was signing with Melbourne before Melbourne knew that he was signing with Melbourne, and we still don't know what's <laughs> yeah, going exactly. on in that space. So Melbourne United might have been tarred with the wrong brush there. But, look, Josh Boone looks like he's going to head to South East Melbourne in what I think is a fantastic move, not only for the club on court, but off the court as well. Just another guy where fans sort of know that he's got a little bit of a, a beef with Melbourne United. Yeah, I had a conversation with Josh Boone last week. You know, I went on our other NBL show, Overtime, and I said, listen, Business as usual. As an import, teams may not tell you what they're going to do. Yep. Obviously, there was a conversation with Sean Long stating that we want you. Why do you have to wait till the day you're going to announce we're not bringing you back? We're going to sign somebody else before they reach out to a former player. You understand what I'm saying? They don't have to tell you anything. No. They don't owe you anything. You need to do a job, your contract finished, Yep. move forward. It's business as usual. It is what it is. Now, I get that. You spend three years with a team, an organization, and you fit in and you buy into the whole family theme is what you know they're selling. And you win a championship and you, you didn't finish the way you wanted it to, but continue to move forward. Josh Boone said, Corey, listen, he got at me in the, in the DM. He said, look... <laughs> Don't get it twisted. You're misinterpreting what's going on. I'm not emotionally tied to it. I'm just, you know, a little pissed off that they didn't reach out to me. Yeah. But I'm not emotionally tied to Melbourne United because on the social media, you would see him. The latest posts were stuff like he's in the gym and it's Melbourne United apparel on. Right. That's showing me, I can only speak for myself, that you are still emotionally tied to the team and the situation. Put up some old shit. 
Without <laughs> take the uni yeah. off, so yeah. I don't believe you're emotionally tied. Mm. He said, "Bro, gotta remember, I've been there three years. I got a lot of Melbourne United gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we also know you play in the NBA and you weren't on any small mm. coins. So, God damn it, Josh Byrne, buy some new damn gear, right? <laughs> so, um, it's a great move. I think yeah. this really sparks off the rivalry both ways for sure between the Melbourne team and with Cass. We're going. Yeah, yeah. With, I mean, Melbourne got a lot of beef right now. United." <laughs> players yeah. are going. Yeah, absolutely right. And I think from my brief time at Southeast Melbourne, obviously Simon Mitchell with his Melbourne United connection, and this is going to sound stupid, but I know he loved Casper Ware and Josh Boone yeah. off the court as well as on the court. We know yeah. how good they're on the court, but he Simon spoke very, very highly of both those guys. So I always had an inkling. I knew they wanted Casper, you know, who, who wouldn't. Right. But I did have a suspicion that they yeah. liked Boone as well. Well, they're off to China on Sunday, and it looks like they've got their entire roster together now. You've got Kendall Stevens, Chima Minoke going out, being replaced by Daniel yeah. Kuth with that contract. As we said, that contract was going to be torn up. And apparently it was – so the end result was that – so Southeast Melbourne – and I don't understand why the announcement was – Made that he'd signed. You think you'd wait off that it was? Well, they I were can, under the understanding that they thought they I would. I can tell yeah. you, uh, at one point, Tommy came to me when I was working there and yeah. said, "We need to announce Chima. We've signed him." Yeah. Um, so I started putting that all together, um, and then Rowan Short, the operations guy, came yeah. to me and said, "Maybe just slow down a little bit on Chima." And it because, did slow down. Yeah, because the yeah. NBL still has to approve the the residency yeah. issue. Um, both his parents were diplomats in Canberra, Nigerian diplomats. Yeah. I don't know whether he ever applied for citizenship. I'm not sure how that worked, but Rowan basically said, slow it down. We got to go through the process. And Tommy obviously wanted to announce it. Jim is <laughs> a great character, yeah. a good guy, really. Yeah, the it fans would have been a good player. would have been a good role loved him as well too. Yeah. Um, but in the interim, in, in the meantime, I guess it didn't go through, the paperwork didn't go through and they had to make that move. So unfortunate we're not going to get to see him, but I do think Boone adds a hell of a lot to that oh, team. Yeah. And as we said last time I was in here, if Creek comes, it's all dependent oh on God. Creek. If he comes, wow. Wow is correct. Mitch Creek at the three. We know who's at the four. Ty Wesley, who works and compliments so well. Yep. Josh Moon at the five. Oof. Melbourne United. You got a Melbourne United championship backcourt there. Mm. Front court. Front court. <laughs> Melbourne United. It's been a while. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a positionless player. <laughs> Melbourne United, you're going to have to make some serious moves in this offseason. Yeah. It's going to be know? fun. Let's talk about some other uh, teams making serious moves. Adelaide. Woo! Adelaide's almost got a full roster, don't they, if <laughs> I'm, I'm not was, mistaken? I was excited. I, I thought they were going to get some NBA superstar by the name of potentially Will Bynum, but no, he didn't. Uh, did, that didn't come through, and it was a little <laughs> underwhelming for me, the signing. But... I also, if it, if it does turn out to be a Patrick Beverly-style player, then I'm all about it. I always say get an import that is more defensively orientated than the guys we have here. Get an athlete, a guy that can really get under the skin of the other teams because what's the point of getting another guy? If you're getting imports, do you want to go and try to get an import that's as good as Cass? Well, you're not going to be able to get one for the money. You're not going to be able to get anywhere near as offensively talented. Get a defender. Get mm. someone who's going to seriously piss Casper where the fuck off <laughs> and have him score in 15 points, that sort of stuff. So try to make up ground there if you're trying to save money, which it looks like Adelaide has done with this signing. Yeah, I think everything you just said is, is correct. You know, you just get a bank for your buck. You get a young dog that has something to prove. He's had a good career in college, played at Fresno, Fresno State. Yeah. And, you know, he's a dog. Yeah, he's and I hungry, like it. And I'm excited to see 
how well his game transitions under Joey Wright and directly out of college to the NBL. Yeah, Deshaun Taylor's the guy we're talking about. Patrick Beverly 2.0, they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm a, never a fan of saying yeah, that. Yeah. 2.0 usually means better. <laughs> and if we get a Patrick Beverly 2.0, then we'll probably maybe just give him the chip. But Absolutely I don't know. We'll right. just call him maybe Patrick Beverly's Light. ugly stepsister. What's the <laughs> – what do you give that? What's, what's the level below? Uh, poor man's poor man's Patrick, man, Patrick Beverly. 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 Yeah. This guy's the and, poor man's Patrick And they <laughs> completed this signing. This is sort of fresh today. Ob Key. I'm not sure how he said that. I haven't mm. had time to check out the pronunciation. But in Aussie, he's been playing overseas uh, in Great Britain, Germany, and Spain. Played at Metro State, which of course Wortho and right. so many other Mitch McCarron, so many other guys played at. We don't know a lot about him. Played the Logan Thunder in the Queensland League, averaging 20 points. Who knows? Who but knows. it's another one of these sort of. Aussies that's been out there in the world brought back. Well, look, I'm excited. Look, we can never count out Joey Wright. He's known mm-hmm. for yeah. finding diamonds in the rough. This yep. is what he does. So we may not know the, the the real history or the resume in depth, these players, but they have to be quality. He does not bring in bad players. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. we know them or not. So it's, he said, like, you know, he has a talent like – What's the young Harry Froling Harry type, Froling. but can play defensively better above the rim. So with that said, he has to be athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody, any Aussies that's known to come out of the Metro State system have always been quality. Correct. So and he has international experience. So, you know, it, it, he can't be bad. Well, when they announced this and when Joey put his thing on, I think Adelaide put it on Instagram with a quote from Joey Wright saying they were getting a good rim protector from Europe, a very Majok Deng style. I thought it was going to be Keanu Pinder. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah, played at Arizona, yeah, great rim style. protector, thought yeah. he would be coming back there. But look, I re- you really can't comment on this on him because we don't know no, anything about right. this guy. Yeah. But as you're saying, Joey Wright's always had great talent evaluation and he's always gotten the most out of the guys he's had. You look at a guy like Brendan Taze on that roster, probably not going to play for any other NBL team, but he comes out and he's serviceable and he does his job with Adelaide. So every single player, Adam Doyle, another guy who's yeah. probably not going to play a huge amount on any other NBL roster, comes in there, hits open shots. Anyone that plays for Joey, and it's why it always astounds us, why these players seem to leave there saying, and, and maybe we do look into it too much, not liking him or there being issues, but God damn it, he gets the most out of his players. I mean, look, yeah. Nathan Sobey got the most out of him. Nobody would have signed, nobody was thinking for real about Nathan Sobey. Would have never gave him that platform and opportunity, Joey said. Joey gave him. Mitch Creek, you know, I interviewed Mitch Creek the other day, a couple weeks ago. He had nothing but great. If it wasn't for Joey Wright, I would not be here. That's what he said. So look at- Even Jake, continue. And Nathan Sobey would have never had the platform that he's had and the success if Joey Wright didn't give him the opportunity. So my point is- he knows how to get the best out of people yep. that nobody knows or really cares about, period. Well, Jake Wiley's another guy that's spoken out and said that he loves loves Joey Wright. And he didn't have the best season, but you look at how he's playing now, right now in Europe, which leads us onto a whole nother spot. <laughs> he's not coming back. I, I, I do I, not I can't believe see it. that. I can't see it. He's playing for a EuroLeague team. Yeah. He's in Spain, yep. doing well. And those teams in Spain have... A lot of money. And mm-hmm. guess what? We'll buy you out. The oh, buyout won't sure. be his buyout won't be that big here no. with Adelaide. Yeah, true. Oh, no problem. Here you go. Mm. Jacob Wiley, Euroleague, here he comes. That's just my opinion, what I believe. Right. For sure. And you and you look at the guy that just signed another rim protector sort of guy. It's almost as if the talks are already mm. there and they're preparing for that. And you know, you look at NBL teams always need money. So if it, if it's a good buyout, yeah. it's not necessarily a huge loss. Yep. Jake didn't have huge numbers 
last year for Adelaide. Right. Great player, but he's he's more suited to that European yep. game. But I think the money would be a little bonus hit and be able to hopefully get <laughs> another import there. Yeah, for that's Adelaide. a good point. Watch this space on Jacob Wiley. Let's move to the NBA. We'll start this with uh, my Trailblazers. This may be the last time <laughs> oh. last time we talk about them. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Corey, you were hammering <laughs> hammering Steph Curry. Step up, get it done. Thirty six points, thirty seven points, thirty six points. He's getting it done. He's definitely getting it done. I think uh, Houston mentally had a hold on him. He averaged mm. 21 in that series, and it wasn't good enough. They had him on lock. And it took for KD to go down. Um, I, was in, I was on the Bleacher Report the other day there at Insta, and No Chill Gill, Gil Arenas. Oh, the best. If you don't the follow best. No Chill Gill <laughs> and you're not part mm. of the PC police, then please. Yeah. Follow that. One of the best one of the best NBA accounts on Instagram. And what he said, uh, he made a comment and said, with Kevin Durant, he's Stephen Curry. Without Kevin Durant, he's Chef Curry. He's two different people. <laughs> yeah. You have to understand this team won a championship without KD. True. It's almost like, you know what, this guy's so good, we'll just take two steps back and just let him rock out. And that's basically what the team did. KD, lead. We'll follow. We'll fill in when you need to, when you need us to. But now he went down. Enter Chef Curry. I guess the argument could also be made that they don't need KD for this series. No. They don't need him against Portland. They needed him against Houston. Do they need him against Milwaukee or Toronto? Probably. The best way that I've seen it put is that the Warriors will beat you two ways. If they've got DeMarcus Cousins and they've got Kevin Durant, they're going to beat you with talent. If they don't have those two, they're going to beat you as a team, mm. which is what they've been doing right now with Portland. Yeah. Because Steph Curry is just that ball movement, the way he's just the ball in his hands more. It's almost like Curry just feels more at home the more he's just got the ball in his hands and he's completely controlling the game because he's that type of player. He wants to be able to pull at any, at any moment. You look at the last quarter against Houston, the way that he just took <laughs> over that ball game. It's that sort of play style. But he's also a selfless teammate. Yes, so when Kevin is. Durant's out there, and when people say, oh, the Warriors are better without Kevin Durant, that's bullshit. No team in the world is better without, without Kevin Durant. Agreed. They play a different style. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for Portland, that style's causing a whole bunch of fucking <laughs> yeah, issues. It certainly is. But it, it's it's definitely that that's just the, the benefit of having that many guys on a team like that. Is you're not gonna you're not gonna drop off if you lose someone. Whereas if you lose Draymond. If you lose Steph Curry, Mm. then you drop off. Then you drop off. It still remains to be seen if you lose Steph Curry. I'm not sure. I reckon Kevin Durant could maybe will you to a series win, but I'd rather lose Durant than I would Draymond or Steph. You don't want to lose Draymond. No. Draymond is the glue to it all. That's it. We go Game Game of Thrones sort of stuff. That's like, (laughs) uh, what would you call? Oh, no, the Dragon Glass kills the White Walkers. Yeah. I was thinking if we Draymond's the dragon glass, but it doesn't really work that way. It's no. a reverse. You're trying to. That's a. I'm just real. I'm really really square. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just yeah. keep jamming um, it. A couple of <laughs> a couple of off court things. We talked about Durant. I don't know if you saw the Instagram post that he responded to. Somebody put something on Instagram that said essentially they're better without KD, and yeah. he responded very divisive. Mikey, the guy's <laughs> name was Mikey, and someone said. I think you forgot to use your burner account, Katie. <laughs> so it's kind of playing on his mind a little bit. He's oh, a yeah, funny sure. social media guy, Durant. And that's what's going to be interesting if he goes to New York, which when looks like it's going to happen. When he goes to New York, how is he possibly going to deal with the social media and the, the media scrutiny? Yeah. You lose two games over there, they're going to be saying trade him. They're going to be chanting trade him at the garden. Like you just, 
He can't seem to deal with even the simplest of funny, isn't it? People posting yeah. Instagram mm. stories and this, things yeah. of that nature. How are you going to deal with it when it's the You're entire from New York, New York you know media? What it's like, I mean, yeah, you know that's the thing. But I'm from there, so we have thick skin. Yeah, that's true. He's from yeah. down the street, so certain yeah, things wouldn't point. even bother. Yeah, a New York, you'll just yeah. say, "Man, get the fuck out of here." That's just New York. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. That's yeah. New York. But he's from down the road, DC. He's the, the most sensitive superstar mm, yeah. to date right now. You know, like any every little By thing far. bothers him. He's responding. The only person I know that's like that is Bogut. Ah! <laughs> I was about to say it. I was about to say it. I was about to say it. <laughs> the only person I know like that is Bogut. Why are we talking on that? <laughs> Can I just say to Bogut, look, I love Andrew Bogut, but he had the worst tweet yesterday in regards to the election. Oh, what did he say? He goes, was your Monday, in reference to everyone complaining about the election, Yes. Mm-hmm. was your Monday any different than last Monday? It's like the election, the result is two days fucking old. No shit, it's not any different. And But maybe think about us working class. Maybe think about us in 10 years. Right. Maybe that's when we start making an impact. Right. Maybe that's when this stuff starts making an impact, but not two days after. <laughs> that's a good point. Hold your fucking um, guns. I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. The Oregonian, uh, the Portland uh, newspaper uh, web service, put a thing out that's called uh, Lillard and CJ the Trash Brothers. <laughs> and Damn. it has created a firestorm. Oh, Portland's yeah. a small market. They love their Blazers. They're not very critical. A lot of independent journalism as well going on. And that really, people were up in arms. In Mm. fact, the Trailblazers uh, tweeted something back like, "That's we're not spending any more money with you, kind of." Or Vulcan, which is Paul Allen's company. Yeah, yeah. So it's really created a firestorm. Now Lillard has struggled, and and there's some conjecture that he's injured or not. Whether that's an easy out, I don't know. But boy, to jump on your hometown heroes like that, who? Let's be honest, they've overachieved. Yeah, Portland's overachieved to get here. And they're not playing as well as they could, but they're playing the Warriors. They're playing the Warriors, and they're playing the Warriors in such a hot streak right now. (laughs) Exactly. I I think it's absolutely terrible for anyone to come at CJ McCollum or Damian Lillard, who have willed this team. You look at the last series, CJ McCollum stepping up, playing some of the best basketball of his life. Yep. Like It's just it's stupid. It's headline-grabbing, clickbait sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely shit. I agree with I agree with you. That said, games this morning, as we're that being said, I'll be yelling trash brothers if they get swept. (laughs) Same here. I'll be tweeting that. Um, Can they steal one in front of their home crowd to sort of uh, go out with a bang, or do you think the Warriors get the sweep? I think it's a sweep. Yeah, they're playing too well. They're playing at a. They're playing championship basketball. They are, aren't they? So it's over. I think. I think it's tough. Look, you can never. you can never – a team with the offensive talent that Portland has, you can never write them out. Look, they were 15 points up at the half. Yeah. Last have fantastic second. They know that they've got the ability when they're on to challenge the Warriors, at least for stretches of the game. And it's, a, it's about getting that – just hanging in there and hoping that the Warriors get a little cold towards the end of the game. You've got to hope for luck. Yeah. But I, I just can't see it. I, I wish for the gentleman sweep. I think Portland deserves to at least get a win in front of their home fans. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to get I'm skeptical it. as well, even as a, a diehard Blazer <laughs> fan. I, I'm skeptical as well. Let's move to the East, uh, which is an intriguing series. Uh, Raptors stayed alive yesterday with that double overtime win. Uh, I guess we should start with Kawhi, 31-31 and 36. He's just been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, listen, this is the best player in basketball right now in the offseason. By far. It's a landslide to me. Um, he's been consistent after the trade, which was last season. You know, mm. we everybody really questioned yep. 
you know, how is this going to go? DeRozan was such a great fit for the Raptors. Yeah, and he loved it there. They loved, loved him. It. Yeah. It's like literally DeRozan who? Yeah. Right now. Yeah. We got the claw. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> clearly, you know, Toronto got the one up um, in that trade. And he's been sensational for this team. You ever see a guy's shot that goes through the net quicker and without ruffling the net? It just bang, it's down. <laughs> bang. But it's in the, it's, 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 it's just, it goes through in a total Kawhi no bullshit sort of fashion. Uh, absolutely. Like yeah. If anyone's going to do that, it's, it's going to be him. But look, it's the, extraordinary. The way that he's dominated so far on both ends of the floor. Yeah. Like we keep talking great. about this. The, Giannis, and although they don't match up on each other a lot, no. Giannis in last game, you know, 23 rebounds, career high in rebounds, but 12 points. And fouled out. And fouled out. Which was 12 huge, points in a double in overtime, overtime game. Like yeah. that sort of stuff. Like this is this is the MVP of the league. And Kawhi Leonard, he's done it time and time again. You remember this is an ex-finals MVP yeah. with the Spurs. So we're, we're all sort of acting like Kawhi's we're surprised with this. But he did it when he was a role player on the Spurs. A couple of surprises from that series. I'll throw these out and get your thoughts. Uh, Lopez. Been sensational for the Bucks. Siakam had a huge game three. George Hill. Where did George Hill come from in that game three? 24 points. Well, George Hill's just been he's been hit with injuries so much throughout his career. Remember mm. he had that really almost an all-star stint at Utah about two years ago, where he was sort of half the season. People were like, this dude's virtually he was averaging 20-something. He was virtually, you know, on the borderline of being an all-star. And then he dropped off towards that end of, end of that season and then ended up getting traded to Cleveland Yeah, into later that on. vacuum. Into that vacuum. <laughs> the Le- LeBron just sucking dudes down and just shooting them out with maybe a couple of extra years left on their the career. Same as Rodney Hood, right? Rodney Hood yeah, in the same boat. You look at Rodney Hood yeah. right now. You guys are the beneficiary of that. But So Rodney Hood's a weird one, though, because Rodney Hood was at Utah having anxiety issues. Yeah, really interesting. Didn't want to be yeah. – Utah wanted him to be the main guy. But he did not want that at all. It's funny, isn't it? He didn't want that at all. So Utah were like, we've probably got to use him as a bit of trade bait now. And then Portland, now at times he's taken over whenever, you know, late – I can't remember which game it was where he took over late and just dominated. But it seems like he's finally, whether he's getting over this sort of stuff or whether he's just maybe playing in the, the shadow of CJ and Damian Lillard I helps him. But it, yeah. it is a good sign Might for be that Portland. Portland lifestyle, just that mellow that is true, yeah. lifestyle yeah. that might be doing it for him. <laughs> Uh, any thoughts on where this one goes? The Bucks win the first two relatively handily, 108, 100, and 125, 103. Raptors get that win yesterday in double overtime. Can they win game four? Do we think Bucks maybe steal game four and then go back and win it at home? I think if you've got to win a game in double overtime with Giannis only scoring 12 points yeah. and playing terribly from the field. Yep. Oh, it still doesn't look too good for me. Ka- Kawhi would have to have monster games. Lowry would have to have monster games, which is more. I think Kawhi can have some monster games, but Lowry is just the one where I don't think he's going to be able to well, step all the way up. did in game one. Had did 30 game and, they one, lost. and they lost. And they lost. So that sort of thing. So I, I just don't think they're going to be able to get it. I think maybe they can sneak another one here, but at the, yeah. end, of the, at the end of the day, Milwaukee's going to win the series. Bucks are very, very deep. Yeah. They're running guys yeah. out who are really getting it done off the bench. And I think that's a real key yeah. for them. It's a very deep team. And that would set up, obviously, Milwaukee and uh, Golden State. Golden State. Well, that's the thing. If, if, and the issue here, you talk about having a deep team, could have to come back to help them because if Golden State go here and sweep, they're just sitting there waiting in yeah, Oakland. If Milwaukee have gone to double overtime, if they have to push this one out as you know longer than they should, could spell disaster. What is the injury report for Kevin Durant right now? What is it really? That's a great question. Well, it's, right now it's on calf strain. Calf So saying. calf Just strain, except saying, yeah. they also showed video and photos of him jumping up and down with nothing on his calf celebrating when they won the first game that he missed. So I'm not sure. No, it wasn't. The, yeah, it was the first. The game against Houston when Curry was shooting those threes at the end of the game. That's right. He was up off the couch jumping up and down. So if I've got a calf strain, one, I'm 
probably got something on it, whether it be compression or whatever that is, right. but I'm not jumping up and down. So I think it's one of those ones where it was, you know, they don't need him now. You're better off just resting. That's You're better what off. What, what's yeah. the point? You've That's got nothing nothing yeah. to gain. Save him up. Save him up. I agree. Hit him in the finals. That yep. sort of thing. You never. It could be fatigued on the year. You just yep. never know. But it Let was it, a, a yeah. genuine calf strain to start with, what looked like. But then it looks like the point where – do yeah. you just want to? Well, you wouldn't bring him out? back now, would you? you no, would be first stupid. Two. No. Would you bring him back for game three? No, no, no you not don't at all. need him. No. You don't need him at all. Um, let's go to the draft lottery. Oh my oh. goodness! The two condolences <laughs> to New York <laughs> local over here. Can you believe it? Can oh you believe it? Again, I'm watching that live. Going here we go. The Knicks <laughs> with a chance. Yeah. Boom! Um, I was convinced, by the way, that the Lakers were somehow going to end up with number one. I did have that just for a second. But we said that for a few years. We said that for a few years. I know. I just had yeah. it. The weird thing is, the two least uh, valuable franchises in terms of what the franchise is worth in the league are the yeah. top two: New Orleans and Memphis. Yeah. Small oh market, goodness. not worth a lot of money. Both talked about as potentially moving at some point to another city, and they yeah. get one and two. It's extraordinary. It, it, it is. And, and New Orleans are in a pretty look, – they're looking like geniuses right now for holding on to AD because what happens now? Does yeah. AD hang around? Do you end up trading AD for potentially to the Knicks if they can get RJ Barrett? I know there's some talk there of wanting Zion to move through with RJ with Barrett, Barrett and sort of have them as you know on the same timeline. But they're, look, they're in the they're in the driver's seat right now. In New it's Orleans. a weird one, isn't it? And then, of course, all the conjecture comes out about you know Zion yeah. doesn't want to play there. It's a small yeah, he's coming thing. back to Duke for another year. It's like, like oh, yeah, yeah, I Zion know. wants money in his pocket, and he's going to get it. Absolutely, <laughs> I think so too. But you're right about AD. Although it seems that people think he won't be there. That that, they'll that's do the some kind of a deal. But There's at least no they're in the driver's way. seat right yeah, now. They to be are able definitely to, in yeah. the driver's seat. You wouldn't want to have been trading him for you know a Lakers rookie package, and then bang, you've got Zion there. You'd, you'd rather have at least you can right now because Zion, if Zion is going to be what we make him out to be and be an instant impact guy, right. which I think he – I'm still not sold on it. I'm not sold on him being an yeah, instant – you never know, do 20 you? 20-something yeah. point guy because it, we've seen the breakdowns. No chill girl, your guy, yeah. broke it down really well under the points of how he gets his points during games. Right. And a lot of it – the NBA is a one-on-one league. Yeah. Not a lot of one-on-one isolation play – for Zion in college. But then you also look at the tools he's got, the athleticism you've got, you spread that court out. Don't think anyone's going to be able to stay in front of him much like LeBron. So that remains to be seen. But I'm, I'm still not completely sold yeah, on where gonna he's going to be Fascinating. So just to round it out, New Orleans 1, Memphis 2, your Knicks 3, Lakers 4, <laughs> Cleveland 5. Um, Knicks are still going to get. They get R.J. Barrett. I think that's a nice little yeah. pickup for a guy that everyone thinks is going to be a great pro. You know? I think you did, well, who came out and said, oh, but the name is losing me. One a scout with a lot of history has made some good picks, came out and said RJ Barrett could be potentially the best scoring guard mm. over the last 10 years, which is seriously saying something. He's got the size, he's yep. a winner. It's going to be an interesting little, interesting couple of years. I think as long as KD comes to New York, Kyrie comes to New York, draft RJ and get another solid free agent. Mm. That's a great that's a great start. Yeah. Odd odd for next. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I know, agree. So. And it's funny because I'm older than you guys, but the Knicks being relevant, it's been so long. So long. But yeah. it, it is never such really a, not in my lifetime. No, no exactly. Not in relevant. your lifetime. No. It is such a massive franchise so important to the league people don't understand now because they haven't been relevant for a while but if you go back to the ewing era and all that it's exciting when the knicks are good when the knicks are good it's It's definitely exciting exciting. it's the mecca of basketball it is is the basketball capital in the world yeah so for your team to suck 
it just it and not sucks. just suck, but they're bad, totally man. abysmal. It's yeah. a Carlton being the only team in yeah, Victoria in the like, AFL, yeah. and the fans just keep yeah. coming. They, they, you know, they're never going to worry about attendance. They're always no. going to sell out. Right. They're always going to be the big show. But to have them good yeah. again, and as you get older, you start yeah. wanting the league. You want the league yeah. to be better. So I want the. I'm not an Knicks fan. Never have been. I yeah. grew up in Maryland, and I, I was a, a Bullets yeah. fan initially right. before I moved west. I didn't like the Knicks, but I know how important it is for the yeah. Knicks. It's like the Dodgers. It's like Collingwood. But it's, you, it, you want them to be good because yeah. they're talking points. You go on a weird thing there, though, because you want them to be good, but then they get too good. Yeah, so it's, like, it's like in the AFL yeah, that's right. with yeah. me with Richmond. Yeah. I always used to love Richmond. I used to love them because they were no threat. They were yeah. never a threat. The Knicks are no threat right now. As soon as they become a threat, yeah. it's like when Richmond a became point. a threat, then you're like, fuck yeah. this. Fast forward three then years, you want, yeah, yeah, we'll no, be no. complaining. Get back to the middle of the pack. Yeah. We'll be sitting around complaining. Last thing before we go, all the nonsense going on in Los Angeles. Frank Vogel appears to have been hired with Jason Kidd as his assistant. Magic has come out and said that Rob Palinka's backstabbed him as GM and president. I mean, the whole thing has turned into a mess. Does this clear up <laughs> or is it going to be a mess next year? I think it's a clusterfuck. And look, the only thing I'm happy with is that they didn't go with Ty Lue and they actually went with a proper coach. Yeah, I agree with that. And Frank Vogel, yep. I like, yep. like him as a coach. So yep. at least they've actually gone with – they haven't done the usual LeBron get in a token guy. Yeah, correct. Which I think is a good move just as management to still – sort of be pulling the strings there. Yep, yep. But it still remains. Free agency is going to be the big one for it them. Because they can't go in with that same group. No. They can't go in. Even though that, that, that same group was doing all right before LeBron's injury, you still just need one, two more pieces. Yep. Especially, look, if, if New York are gaining yeah. two max slot superstars, yep. taking two more off the market, you need to find a way to get one more, whether it's Kawhi, Anthony Davis, whoever it is. Yeah. I read a good piece where someone was saying LeBron's better when he has really good shooters around him. The Lakers don't yeah. really have any pure shooters, no Kyle Korver no. or you know somebody like that who can dish it out and just automatically bury that shot. That's the they thing. You need really like a Landry Shamit. Uh, if you could have Landry Shamit and David, uh, David Reddick, well. JJ, JJ Reddick. Reddick. Yeah, 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 JJ Reddick. Like Guys like that. And yeah. you look at throughout yeah. LeBron's career, he had Mike Miller in Miami, Kyle Corver yeah. at Ray Cleveland, Allen. Ray Allen, Absolutely. like these sort of guys. So, yeah. And you need them when, you, when you're someone who draws so much attention on the floor and a penetrating player. Yeah. If you don't have shooters out there, and, and look, Kuzma and, Kuzma's great. But he's also a, an isolation sort of player. He's not a guy that's just going to be happily yeah. go there and spot up in the corner. So it's going to be a big, uh, big move for the Lakers. Certainly is. Anything else, gentlemen, or is that it? We no, that's it. That's up. it. We've, we've covered top to bottom, I reckon, all the NBL action and quite right. a bit of NBA. Sounds good. Hit us up on Twitter at C Homicide. I think I got that right. Homicide. At Felix Hoff as well. And I'm at Ed Wyatt. Not that anyone wants to send anything <laughs> to me, but feel free to do that. This has been the Sports Bet Trash Talk Podcast. Subscribe, listen, hit us up. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you.